Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. There is something I have felt in prayer. And for those that were here at the 10, such a powerful teaching from our assistant pastor about the power of the Word of God. But I felt in our prayer revival for for at least two of the last three days, I was unable to be here Friday. We've been asking God to send us repentance. The Bible says He granted them repentance unto life. There's another verse that says that godly sorrow worketh repentance. A person just can't say, well, you know what, I'm just going to go repent. It doesn't work that way. No man cometh to God except the Spirit draws him. If you feel sorry for your sin, you acknowledge your sin, it's because God's let you see that. Aren't you glad He let you have an opportunity to repent? I'm so glad He did. When we talk about we're having revival, we say, oh man, the church is having revival. Typically what we say, what we mean is people are coming to God and are, are sinners. That's not revival. That's the product of a revival. Revival is a place where the church gets back to where they're supposed to be. All we like sheep have gone astray. Every man is drawn away by his own lusts. And what can happen is church people can stop praying and get to the check in the box mode. Read my Bible today, check. Went to church today, check. Think I'm fulfilling the law, check. That's not what God's called us to do. God's called us to relationship. And we can spend more time on pleasing us than Him. True revival is when you lose desire for everything else in life and you just want closer to Him. You want to be at the house of God. You can't wait to read the Word of God. And I believe that's where we're getting to. This last week we've been in seven days of prayer. I told somebody earlier, you bump into me, tears that go everywhere. I've never felt the way I feel right now. The visitation of God. The touch of the Lord. And uh, I think it would be great right now if everybody in the room, in honor of who He is, because He didn't come to save us in our sin. He came to save us from our sins. He gives us grace to live above our sins and mercy to have forgiveness from them. Can you say amen? And uh, let's bow our heads. I think it would be great before we start humble ourselves before the Lord and repent God we're sorry we're sorry for lack of prayer lack of obedience to your word not taking Lord advantage of the hour that we're in being consumed with us and what we want and what we desire instead of what you want and what you desire God, let us happen in this room today. Like John said, I must decrease so he can increase. I pray every, every heart in this room would find repentance. Those even watching online that are sick and unable to be here. Those that are hungry and looking into what is here. I pray you'll touch them right where they are. Just a closer walk is what we desire. Come on, pray your own prayer. Search my heart. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. 
Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. Reveal to us, us, so we can repent. Let us see in the perfect law of liberty of your word. We're sorry, God, for our attitudes and our unforgiveness. We're sorry for our pride and our lack of humility. We're sorry for our consumption of media instead of the consuming desire of your word. You let us start over, we'll start over. You let us begin again, we'll begin again. Let this Sunday be the marking point of a beginning for all of us. That we're going to go deeper than we've ever been. We're going to draw closer than we ever have. We're going to be holier than we were yesterday because we want to please you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, how many feel that? Would you begin to lift your voices in worship right now and adoration of who He is? We love you, Jesus. We worship you, God. We thank you for your word. Come on, those watching by way on camera, on the screen today, I want you to pray with us. Lord, we seek your face today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. If you need healing in your body, I want you to stand. If you need healing in your body, I want you to stand. That's it. Those that need healing, it's all right. You don't have to wait to the altar call to be healed. Right where you are. He said, if ye abide in me and my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. I just want you to take your hands and lift them like this if you need a miracle or a healing. And I want you to tell the Lord. I want you to say, Jesus, I need healing in my body and I want you to tell him what you need healing of. Go ahead right now. Confess it to the Lord. Confess it to the Lord. Say, God, I'm asking you to heal me of this. I believe that it's by your stripes that we are healed. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, there's the touching of God sweeping over this room right now. <laughs> He's doing it. He's doing something right now. You're watching online. You can be healed watching online right now. God's moving and touching. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness from some people sitting there that you can feel the presence of God right now? Would you reach out? In the name of Jesus, if you are here and you need healing, how many, I just want to know, how many of you feel that God healed you just now? Raise your hand. You felt it come over you. I want you to raise your hand now. You felt the healing touch of God. Amen. I think we ought to thank God for that because He's doing it. He's doing it. I want those to remain standing. If you are here today and you've been dealing with some type of emotional things, maybe even mental health or anxiety or depression, I want those that need healing, those that were standing to remain standing, but those that need healing in your emotions, maybe it's insomnia, anxiety, fear, depression, any of those things, that panic attacks, whatever it might be, I want you to stand. Woof. you I'm going to give you instruction I've seen 
I've seen people healed of diabetes and go back to bad eating habits and things return overeating things they shouldn't emotion emotion is being robbed by media everybody say everybody say comparison is the thief of joy you cannot have a lot of a screen time and not lose your emotions your mental capacity to process those tens of thousands of images is, is challenging and everything going on in the world you just can't process that much it's robbing you I told somebody before church now bear with me I'll get to the word in a moment if God will let me but we've got to get back to what matters and I'm going to tell each and every one of you you matter to the Lord he loves you very much cast all your care on him for he cares for you come on you feel weeping in your spirit because of your thirst for God, your hunger for God. You are good enough. But you've got to be wise. And um, you've got to be wise. Emotions are being robbed by media. And uh, I have seen it. I have personally experienced it. But what you need to do is turn all your screen time off unless it's just business. And you need to say, I'm going to get along with God for the next few weeks. I promise you, when you do, contention's going to leave your marriage. Did you hear me? There's going to be a refreshing of relationship. Joy is going to come in your heart. It's not going to be hard to cry. But this constant scrolling is a, is a hindrance to prayer. Now, I'm linking a lot of stuff. I counsel a lot of people. I deal with thousands of people. And I'm telling you, everywhere I go, this is what's going on. But if you'll back away from, from screen time, I'm not saying you can't ever have it again, but God's going to heal you right now and start a healing process. In just a matter of days, you're going to say, I feel refreshed. Somebody in this church the other day, there's been people have been instantly healed of mental health issues, just instantly healed during prayer the other night. God began to do that. How many believe he can do it right now? He put the crown of thorns on his head. That was for mental health miracles. If you say, Lord, I'm going to put things back into balance. I'm going to put things into perspective. I'm going to be obedient to your word. If you'll raise your hand right now, God's going to bring healing to you. God, I'm going to let the washing of the water of the word. There is, come on, make a covenant with God. I'm stepping away from things that do not matter. My go-to is not going to be a screen. It's going to be your presence. Tell the Lord, I'm sorry for being out of balance and watching things that I shouldn't and seeing things that are not right. Come on, I want you to tell the Lord that. I've held on to some past hurts that I'm going to let go of. Right now, some chains are being broken. Miracles are happening. If you believe God has forgiven you, I want you to lift those hands to the Lord. And I, I want everybody in the building to stand right now and say, Lord, I receive of your healing. I receive of your grace and your mercy. I receive forgiveness today. Come on, all over this building, the Lord has forgiven you. Hallelujah. 
Come on, that's it right now. God is moving. God is touching and God is healing. You're going to feel joy start sweeping over your spirit. Before you leave this building, God is going to change your situation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Pass me not, oh gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Others thou art calling, do not. can feel the peace of God in here right now come on how many feel the love of God right now oh he heals us I want you to take a moment in this I want you to greet somebody near you step across the aisle and say I want you to know I'm glad you're here would you do that step up meet somebody maybe you haven't met up to somebody and say we're so glad you're here what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus what
just thank him and praise his name today. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that you poured out. The forgiveness of sins, the new life that you've given us. say God's not finished amen we are thankful for someone being baptized today and all of those that's given their life to the Lord I think we ought to rejoice in that we've been praying for it we've been praying for them everybody say many more to come prayers being this atmosphere we feel we feel it every night at prayer it's going to be powerful. Now, clarification, it is 7 o'clock tonight. I know we used to have church 6 o'clock, but it'll be 7 for prayer. We have a lot of people that do a lot of things, minister in a lot of places. It gives time for them to get back for prayer. Everybody's welcome to come for prayer. Everybody. It's been powerful every night. And what we felt today, we're going to start seeing it. what God did on a Sunday, He's going to do on Monday. Guests are going to come in and people are going to come in. I want you to call some people and say, I want you to go to the church with me. When we get there, what we feel resonating right here is just going to begin to multiply. Amen. I'm excited about what I hear about at Asbury College. People are repenting. You know what it has shown me? People are hungry. I've got some people I know that went down there. They said, what we feel there in the presence of God. They said, we feel that at church, but people are just hungry for it there. I believe there's a hungry nation. Quit listening to the news and believing all the reports. People are hungry for an outpouring of God's presence. Do you believe that? He's a healer. He's a wonder-working God. Somebody say amen. People are repenting. Even when what I hear, people are being filled with the Spirit, which I'm thankful and uh, I believe God, there's a, there's a great call of God. And there's, there's a, God's going to reveal His name. Somebody say amen. Now, I do feel to preach today. And, uh, but we're going to receive our offering. And uh, we're going to sing a song during the offering. Following that, I'm going to get up and preach what I feel is in my spirit. And uh, we just want to be here. We just want to be here. No place I'd rather be, the song says. No place I'd rather be. Come on, something has broken loose in the spirit. Do you believe that? Come on, in this revival, your family's going to be saved. In this revival, God's going to touch your loved ones. They're going to turn the corner. God's going to move them. If, he said, if you'll pray and seek my face, he said, I'm going to heal the land. How many feel that in the building? Woo! We do believe that giving we do believe that giving is an act of worship is a way of worship and you come ready to give and uh, we want our ushers well, I say ushers y'all know where to give the giving stations the four corners to give and uh, let's worship the Lord in song as we give and I'll come back and preach what I feel to preach to you everybody say amen God bless you today We're going to reference this verse and move forward. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. 
If you're watching online, the Lord has touched you or healed you, please message us. We want to hear about it and celebrate your miracle. Because I believe that God is doing it in your home or wherever you are, maybe in the hospital. He's doing for you what he's doing for us here. That's why we do this and support this. Because if you can't make it here, we want to bring it to you. And this is one avenue that we do that. If God is touching you, we want, we want, we want to hear about it. Please contact us. Whether uh, you can contact, call, call us. We would like to hear your voice and hear what God is doing. You want to message some other way? We pray God blesses you. Amen. Good to have the Gator, Gators family here. Amen. Brother Mike, Sister Vicky, Sydney. Amen. So glad they're here with us. They. They met with me and said, this is going to be our home church. Would you welcome them? Amen. So glad they're here. Praise God. I'm going to tell you, this is a great first service. Jesus is already here. Amen. And we're so thankful for what we, what we feel. And uh, these three uh, men that's come today, we're so glad that they're here. They've been living in New Concord. So glad that y'all are here. So thankful for you. One was baptized today. I think that's amazing. We rejoice in that. We celebrate. All of heaven rejoices. It's good to see Joey here today, Brother Brian Filkins, his son, Joey. Man, we prayed together and saw God do a miracle, Brother Brian. We're so glad you're here today. Would you welcome him? Amen. And all of our guests, if I've missed you today. Now, I'm going to read, I'm gonna read a, a quick verse, two verses then I'm going to jump back to Exodus 33. Is that all right? And look what it says in 1 Corinthians 2. But as it is written, I, read it with me, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Amen. All my life, I thought that was talking about heaven until in my devotion. The next verse I read, but God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. What? Things the eye can't see, things the ear can't hear, the things that can't enter the, the logical place of a man. But when you get in the Spirit, He starts revealing. There's a verse that says no man has seen God at any time. There's other verses that says we have seen Him. And he says in John 4, uh, I mean, uh, uh, John 4, 6, and I believe it's 46, it says, let, let's just turn there. Um, Y'all ready to get in the Word? Be seated. Be seated. You stood a while. I don't want to wear you out. Somebody said it's about time. Look what it says. John 6, 46. Not that any man has seen the Father save or accept. What does it say? He which is of God. Woo. He has seen the Father. Amen. What the eye can't naturally see and the ear can't naturally hear. God can reveal them through His Spirit. If you believe that, say amen. And so though the eye can't naturally see the Father, through the Spirit we can see Him. 
The Bible says we shall see him as he is. Do you believe that? How many know we can see with the eyes of faith? That's why we can get up here and say God's going to heal your cancer and you be healed of cancer because we can see it in the spirit. The doctor says I've done all that I can do, but we say God is able. I can see you being healed through the eyes of the spirit. Somebody shout glory. Now I want us to turn back to that 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and uh, I, I want, there's such a hunger of God here. Look at, look at somebody next to you and say, the Lord has so much more for you than where you're at. Just look at them and say, I agree. Amen. 1 Corinthians 2, but God hath revealed then, verse 10, unto us by his, everybody say, by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Man, there is, there is something that happens when the spirit begins to move. One of the initial things that happens when a person is born again, born again, that which is born of the spirit, flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit, is, and we believe it's for everybody. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he said, I would that you all spake with tongues. I believe everybody can. I, I do. And... Uh, I believe everybody can. And it's amazing that a person can start talking in another language. The Bible says an unknown tongue. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that when a person begins to pray in, in an unknown tongue, he speaketh not to men but to God. Can you say amen? God gives us the ability to begin to speak in a heavenly language. The Bible calls it praying in the Spirit. We also need to pray with understanding also. For us, that would be praying in English. If you pray in Arabic, I don't have a clue what you're saying. That's right. If, 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 if you come to me and speak to me in, in Spanish, I'm going to have very little. Paquito. Taco. Burrito. I'm going to understand very little about what you're saying because I don't know the language. We pray in tongues. That is a tongue that's different than what we know, but we also pray in the language of our understanding, which is English. I love you, Jesus. But when they spake in tongues in Acts chapter 2, go back and study this. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible said they begin to speak in an unknown tongue. And they said, what is it? They, and those that could hear them in different languages said they speak of the wonderful works of God. Praise God, praise God. There was a young lady, I tell the story, there was a young lady in a prayer meeting and uh, it was actually at a Bible quiz tournament and they started having prayer and a 15-year-old girl started praying and her foreign exchange student was with, friend, was with her from the Middle East. She was Muslim. And uh, the, the, the young girl began to pray and uh, uh, the, the American girl began to pray. And when she did, she began to pray in tongues. She began to speak in another language as we have heard. If you've been here today, you've probably heard somebody some moment in the service where God's moves upon them. That's right. That tongue's not to be interpreted. But if the quietness comes over and somebody speaks in tongues as a message, that's called the gift of tongues. Do you hear me teaching? The gifts are always for someone else. That's right. The gift of tongues, and that must be interpreted. I can take you to Acts 2. I can take you to Acts 
10, Acts 19, that when they spake with tongues, all of them began to speak in tongues all at the same time. Read in Acts 10. That wasn't to be interpreted. They spake in tongues and magnified God. They also spake with tongues and prophesied. And uh, uh, in chapter 19, Acts 10 and chapter 19, and that wasn't to be interpreted. But if somebody gives a message in tongues to the church, they speak to somebody in tongues, it better be interpreted or they are out of the will of God. Are y'all hearing me teach today? Let me just, I just feel this. I'm going to follow the flow of the Spirit. I was in church one time, and somebody was out of order. I don't know what they were doing. It was a little bit of chaos. That's why you have 1 Corinthians to bring order to this. They were, I, I saw two people as if they were speaking in tongues to each other. That wasn't God. They were out of line. As if they, I mean, it, it was, it, and, and, and it doesn't line up with Scripture. It must line up with Scripture. If somebody comes to in, in a building and they start speaking in tongues, it is to be interpreted. That means for the church. He said, otherwise, people think you're mad and crazy. He said, how can I get understanding out of a language I don't understand? And how many times have I seen somebody give a message in tongues and then somebody stand up in the language of the believer, which for us is English, and say, I, I the Lord, speak to you. Whatever. And I've seen that very tailored messages. I, uh, my goodness, I feel this right now. Everybody say the deep things of God. Those are called the gifts of the Spirit. I've seen people walk up and prophesy. God has given me a word of knowledge. That, that means I could, I could tell you something going on in your life. I don't know how I know, but I know. Happened a few times today. Word of knowledge came to me. Gift of discernment. There's these nine gifts of the Spirit. Those are things that the Bible says we need to seek after and earnestly want to. How many know a gift of miracles is a gift of God? Gift of healings. We believe you can be used in the gift of healing, lay hands on the sick, and they recover. Tumors disappear. We believe in the power of the church. You are the body of Christ. How many believe what I'm telling you is true? Come on, it's in the book. I'm not out of the book. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and uh, the gift of faith and having faith. Uh, and um, it's just powerful when God begins to use you. And God wants to use this church in, in mighty, mighty ways. The gifts of the Spirit are not to elevate you. They're not for your benefit. They're for the benefit of somebody else. Can you say amen? I, I, uh, somebody called my, man, I'm, I just need to follow this. I feel a nudge of the Spirit. Because it's going to start happening like we've never seen it before. It's not for your glory. It's not for your elevation. How many know it's true? And uh, he wants to use a hungry soul. A man called my grandmother out one time, and he said, the Lord's going to do a quick work with your husband. He was nowhere near God, wanted nothing to do with God. And years later, when he died in the operating room, my grandmother said, you made me a promise. She held on to that old prophecy. The doctor come back in and said, I don't know what's happened, but your husband's going to live. And my grandfather repented. In the hospital bed, they baptized him in the hospital bathtub and God filled him with the Spirit all within three months. It was a quick work. Can you say amen? I've seen it where somebody come in and want prayed for and the man of God look at them and say, this is your address. Tell them where they come from and what the house numbers were on their home. Because the angel of the Lord would stand near him and reveal the secrets of their heart. God knows where you're at. Ooh, Sister Cammie stand 
Do you remember the Sunday you asked the Lord before you got here, said, I want my pastor to come and say the word mountain? Do you remember that? I stepped out of the sanctuary. Church was over. People were in fellowship. I go out. I'm trying to find our guest. I walk back in. When I walked up to her, the only way I know to explain the gifts of the Spirit is that it's like the, it's, this doesn't happen. It's the only way I know to explain it. It's like the, the room go everybody goes gray, but one person's in color. It's, it's not that way, but it's the only way I know to explain it. It becomes tailored. And I, I stopped. She, she, Brother Gene, were talking to Brother Fred and Sister Jackie. They were back in that corner where Brother Garrett, wave your hand, Brother Garrett. They were sitting about there. And I walk up. I walk up to say, hey, have you seen? When I did, the Lord began to just open it up. I began to see a mountain. She was climbing up the mountain. And I could see it in a vision. And I could see the mountainside was dark. And I, I told her, I said, I see you climbing up a mountain. And I said, all of a sudden, I see the sun rays hitting that mountain. And I said, you're going to make it to the top of the mountain. And I said, what I have seen is the reason the light is shining on the side of that mountain is because the darkness that's been in your life is about to blow away and God's going to send his light. She started, she started weeping uncontrollably. I said, why are you crying? She said, before I got to church this morning, I said, God, would you let my pastor come to me and say the word mountain? That is a word of knowledge. That is a gift of the Spirit. Moses did not become who he was by just being like the Egyptians. He had to be willing to come out of where he was to go where God had called him to be. God gave him a vision. God gave him an experience. And there was a bush that began to burn on the backside of a desert. The Bible says he was content until that moment. But when God began to speak through him through a burning bush, he said, Moses, I have called you. The angel of the Lord began to speak to him. And out of that burning bush, he began to get direction for his life. You better hear me right now. There's a fire coming to this city that's going to bring direction to so many lost people that are content. There's a fire that's coming to this city like you've never seen before. Come on, drug addicts are going to be preachers. Amen. People that are lost on the streets are going to be saved. God's going to bring them great direction. If you believe it, shout amen, amen, amen. There's a fire coming. There's a fire coming to this city. He said, Moses, I... I want you to lead my people out. I want you to go. And he began to stutter. In the moment, he began to stutter and question God's ability in him. He said, did I not make your mouth? Did I not make you who you are? Don't question what I want to do in you or through you. I rebuke out of this room every inadequacy that would cause you to not to follow the will of God today. I rebuke every spirit of unbelief that would say I'm not good enough. I wish somebody would stand to your feet and say I'm going to do what God has called me to do. I'm going to be what God has called me to be. I'm going to say what God has called me to say. And I'm going to go where God has called me to go. I feel a spirit of hesitance here right now while I am even preaching. I am preaching in the Holy Ghost. Don't you be like Zechariah when he was standing by the altar of incense and the angel of the Lord showed up and said, you're going to have a child and his name is going to be John. And he said, but God, I'm an old man. And when he spoke a moment of unbelief, the angel had to smite him with dumbness, meaning he couldn't speak because the power of your response can determine the call of God and your future. 
And when God starts visiting this church, you better be careful to say, well, little me, I just don't have this. If I hadn't been raised here, if I'd have had different parents, if I would have been raised in the church, be careful to speak those things that aren't, those things in your life that says you can't. We need to have a quick response to say, if you want to use me, here's my hands and here's my feet, here's my heart, here's my, come on, am I preaching to anybody? It doesn't matter where you've been. He washed it all the way if it's blood. It doesn't matter where you come from. I don't want to hesitate. I said, I don't want to hesitate on where he wants me to go. You may be seated. I, I am reminded in this moment that he, he submitted to the Lord. God showed him many great things. Matter of fact, in his calling at that moment, he said, Moses, throw your rod down. When he did, everybody know what happened to it? It turned to a snake. I don't know about you. It'd take an act of God to tell me to pick it up. Otherwise, I'd be getting my 12-gauge shotgun out. Are y'all with me right now? i get the long stick hoe and take care of it. Hate him. He said, I want you to pick it up. And because he's smart, he picked it up by the, well, the Lord, pick it up by the tail. He picked it up and turned to the rod. He said, put your hand in your bosom. Everybody take your hand and just do it like that. When he pulled it out, it was leprous. Sinful, incurable. When you're leprous, you're going to be separated from everything and everybody. There's no more gatherings. There's no, you're isolated. He said, put it back in there. Come on. Y'all don't want to walk out here leprous, do you? <laughs> Pull it out. It was white as snow. And what God was saying, I'm going to heal the incurable through your hand. I, hold on, I feel a word. Some of you, when you came to the Lord, you were a leprous sinner. What I'm meaning, you had a sin that could not be fixed. You tried it in so many areas, but you fell right back into it. But the Lord said, if you'll just give me your hand, I'm gonna heal you. And through your hand, many people are gonna be healed. I feel something in the Lord right now. You can lay the addiction down. You can lay that lustful spirit down. You can lay it down. He said, I'm gonna heal you and I'm gonna make you as white as snow. If you believe it, shut him in. Come on, that ungodliness you can lay down. He said, Moses, I'm gonna show my hand, but it's gonna be for yours. Everybody say this, God has given me a testimony. I'm gonna share it. He took that rod and he took his hand. Everybody take the rod in your hand. Put it out in front of you. The miracle revival in this community is gonna be through the testimony of people that God has set free, that what God has done on a personal level. It should not be kept inside these four walls. It needs to be celebrated on the street with everybody that you know. Look what the Lord has done. I was a sinner, but he healed me. Come on. I was bound, but he set me free. Somebody shout, there's a great awakening coming. And it's through the testimony of forgiven sinners. Y'all hear what I said? I said it's through the testimony of forgiven sinners. You can be seated. He walked out of there with a confidence on the word of the Lord. He stood, he stood by red seas and they parted. He took that staff pointed to the sky and lice came. Frogs showed up. The water turned to blood. Ten plagues. He got the children of Israel out of Egypt and God preserved him and protected him. How many know that's true? 
When Egyptian army come, he put up a wall between them and Israel, let them cross the Red Sea, lifted it, let the Egyptian army, Pharaoh, them come across there. When they got out in the middle, he stretched his rod out and the sea washed them all away. It's like our sin that tries to follow us. I mean, no, it would like to come and get you back, but you can't have us back. There's too much power in the blood. What can wash away my sins and nothing but the blood of Jesus? Somebody shout, he took it all away. He gets out of there, he smites a rock, water comes out. They pray, manna, Bible calls it angel's food in Psalm 78. Every morning they get up, there's wafers. That's bread from heaven. Miraculous things, powerful things. God calls him up into a mountain. The Lord himself engraves in the stones the law. He comes down, they're worshiping calves. Don't be worshiping calves. You hear me? Don't be worshiping idols. Don't put anything before God. Don't you give credit to something that God deserves the glory and the credit for. I'm going to go ahead and tell you church needs to be a priority. Don't you talk about how smart you are, how hard you work. You need to come and say, oh, everything I've got's from the Lord. Every good thing's from the Lord. Come on, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm trying to lead you to where God wants you to be. Somebody shout amen. They were worshiping, but it wasn't right. He comes down, he gets so mad. Moses was angry. Every, every preacher needs to have a little bit of anger in him. Come on, all you, all you dads do. Y'all quiet. Are y'all thinking about Taco Bell? Cracker Barrel, I know what you're thinking about. Are y'all with me for a few minutes? He got upset, broke the law. 40 days in the presence of God. Direction. He gets out and they're worshiping a calf. In 40 days, you, you've given glory to some Egyptian god. Red Sea split, past gone. Manna from heaven, water come out of a rock. He's angry. He's got direction for him. He breaks it. The Lord said, I'm going to visit the people. He said in Exodus 33, he said, tell, tell them to take all their jewelry off. You read it, Exodus 33. He said, tell them to take everything they got from Egypt off, everything that resembles anything like that. Take it all off. I'm about to visit the people. In that moment, God came down, and, 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 and Moses made this, had a conversation. The Bible says face-to-face, but he hadn't seen him. He's talking about conversation-conversation. Everybody say face-to-face. But he hadn't seen him. He, he had been in his presence, in the presence of an angel, seen many powerful things. But in chapter 33, verse 18, look what it says. Are you ready? Look what it says. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. I've had miracles in my life, but I haven't seen your glory. That's what he said. I haven't, I haven't seen your glory. I, I have been to the mountain, but I haven't seen your glory. I've received the law, but I haven't seen your glory. And look what it says in the next verse. He said, and he said, I will make all my goodness to pass before you. Somebody say amen. amen. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. Watch. He's going to show his goodness. He's going to reveal his name. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy. Watch. Everybody hold up, hold up four fingers. Everybody say goodness. Revelation of his name. He's going to show his grace. And he's going to show his mercy. That's the God I serve. It's goodness. It's access, his name. Come on. It's grace. 
and its mercy. Read on. Look what it says. And it says, on whom I will show mercy. Verse 20. And he said, thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. Read on. Verse 21. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me. Everybody close your eyes and say, there's a place by him. He said, and thou shalt stand up on a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put thee in a cliff. It means it's, it's, I'm, there's this place I have for you. It's in the cliff of the rock. It's at Mount Horeb. I got it. It's an indention in the rock. It's, 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 it's a place. It's a concave place in the rock. Everybody say, not a cave, a cliff. The difference in the cliff and the cave is the cave is dark and the cliff is light. That I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Read on. And I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Could I talk to you just for a minute here today? He called him up to that place. He called him. Come here, Ethan, run up here with Pastor. He said, Moses, I need you to come. Number one, y'all haven't turned me off, have you? Number one, you've got to separate from the people. You can't do what everybody else is doing. You want a great awakening revival? You can't do what everybody else is doing. You've got to go to where he's calling you to go. How many know there's a call right now? We've separated in fasting and prayer. You've got to go. The Lord called us on a fast. He's also calling us in a 21-day in a prayer revival. And he calls him up to the mountain. When he gets him up there, when he gets him up there, he, he brings him and says, I'm going to let my goodness pass, my name. I'm going to show you my, my grace. I'm going to show you my mercy, but you can't see my face. Praise God. And what happened is when the Lord put him there, everybody say, you got to go there. Don't expect to feel the deep things, to see the deep things, to hear the deep things if you won't go there. You've got to go to where he says to go. You've got to be willing to get to the place that he has reserved for you. And I say collaboratively to this church, God has more for us to see, more for us to hear. He wants to show his glory to this city, but we've got to be willing to go to that place in fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. I tell you what I'm seeing. I'm seeing young people that get more of a hunger for God than they are video games and, and, and Hollywood culture. They want God to do something in the world. They're hungry to be used by God. Aren't you thankful? We got young men, young women that come to church. Hallelujah. Don't expect to go deep if all you do is live shallow. Our Monday night, something began to happen. God began to move. We met, never made it to the first song. Oh, man. We, started, we never got to the first song in that. God began to move. I looked. Every child in the building was praying in the heavenly language. Every kid weeping and crying before God, rocking back and praying like adults, praying with power. There was people being healed and prophecies being given and people being delivered. It was so powerful. I'm talking about stuff only God can do. Only God can do. Aren't you glad you serve a God that can do it? Amen. Come on. He's going to fix some things you never thought could be fixed. Quietness came on the church, and all of a sudden, we heard, you, you knew the gifts, gifts spirit was about to operate. We heard, and all of a sudden, I think Evelyn is six or seven. She gave the message in tongues. 
That sounds like Azusa Street. God using the children. They're going to be prophesying before it's over with. I'm talking about little kids that are going to stand up in the anointing of God. They're going to have their hands outstretched and they're going to start speaking things they didn't study. He's going to bypass the logic part of the brain and going to begin to use them as a vessel. I'm telling you, you watch and see, God's going to do it in our children. It's happening right now. I'm telling you, I feel a work. I feel a work. God's going to use our children mightily. You're not too young to be used of God. And he took Moses up in that mountain. He said, I'm going to let you see some things that nobody's ever seen. Watch this. I'm going to let you see some things they can't see with the naked eye. And he puts his hand over him because he didn't want him to see all of it. He was only going to let him see part of it. Because some of you can't see because of Adam's sin. Because of Adam's sin. There were some things that were going to happen because of Calvary would allow us to see the fullness of God. But at that, this moment, there was a part he would not even let Moses see. That was a prophet. He was, Bible says he was even greater than a prophet. He was God's man for that hour. And Moses was hungry. At one point, he was content. But God removed that contentment. God removed that, that ho-hum mediocrity just leading somebody else's sheep. I, I feel something in the spirit. I'm preaching to most of you right now. There is something that you are settled, comfortable, maybe, maybe moments of irritated when I've been talking about going further, but God's about to heal you of that. There's about to be a visitation, and there's some of you that are in your older age. God's going to call into the ministry to preach the gospel. He was 80 at this moment. I'm telling you, God, God's about to do something. Look at your neighbor and say, Zachariah, you better keep your mouth shut. Amen. Are y'all hearing me? Well, I'm too old. My, I've got too many years. I should have started when I was a kid. Oh, no, 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 no. God's going to use him. Some of you, he's preserved for such an hour. He's been speaking to you and the Lord is using me right now as an instrument to confirm in your spirit he is not done with you. Who am I preaching to in this building right now? I feel something in my spirit. I know it would be easier to leave, but right now God's trying to do a mighty work among us. Everybody shout, God is not done. done. Moses, I got you in the place and all of a sudden his glory passed by. And when he passed by, he opened. You know what he saw? He couldn't see the future. He saw the past. It was at this moment Are you ready? Open your eyes. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Not one person was at creation to write it down. Not until the sixth day was a man made. How do we know what happened on the first day? In the cliff of the rock. He said, you can't see my face, but I'm going to show you the past. I'm going to show you the backside. I'm going to show you how it all began. And a man began to be revealed in the spirit how it all began. And the earth was without form and void. Do you see that? And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the water. And he said, Moses, watch this. I said, let there be light. 
and there was light. He began to separate the waters and create in the sea the fish and the air, the fowl in the air. He began to create the fountain on the land, the beast and the elephants and the giraffes and on and on. He started seeing trees grow and evergreens grow and flowers because he was willing to go to a place that God had reserved for him. And when you get there, you'll start seeing things you've never seen before. John was only about 14, they tell me, as a disciple. Woo! Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit because I feel like I've hit the clock. Can I just deliver what I feel to you? John, John, John's writing are a little bit different. John writes from a perspective of love and relationship. John, when you see it, 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 it it's a little awkward, but <laughs> you took that too far. Amen. Hey, he laid his head upon the chest of Jesus. He laid his chest upon his chest. There was something in him that wanted to be close to the Son of God. There was something in him that he knew. There was, John even writes when Philip, when Philip says, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. It was, it was John that recorded in John 14 when he said, he said, Philip, have I been so long time with you and yet thou hast not known me? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. The Bible says in Hebrews that Jesus was the express image of his person. And the Bible says in Isaiah 9 and 6, he was, he, was, he was wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And John had this revelation of, of who he was, that God manifest in the flesh. There was this relationship. Jesus was, was Emmanuel being interpreted God with us. And, and all of a sudden, you'll find that out of all the disciples, there was one that was not martyred, though they tried three times. Watch this. It was John who Jesus trusted with his mother. It was John that, was, that, that they threw into the Isle of Patmos and in Revelation chapter 1. Oh, am I okay? In Revelation chapter 1, he said, I was there at the Isle of Patmos where the waves beat constantly until it would drive a man crazy. He said, I was there, but I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. The deep things are revealed, amen, by his spirit. And he said, when I was there in brokenness, when I was there in persecution, when I was there down at a low point, he said, I heard a voice that says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, said the Lord, which is, come on, which was, which what is to come, the Almighty. Come on, are you ready for this? He said, I turned around to see who it was. When I turned around and I looked up, I could see his hair like wool. I could see his eyes. You know what that means? He saw his face. And when he saw the glory of his image, he said, John, I want you to write down what I've shown you. I'm gonna show you things nobody's ever seen before. He said, I see a new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. I see a holy heaven. I see a new Jerusalem, streets of gold and gates of pearl. Walls and, there's a place that no more dying and no more sin and no more suffering, no more pain. He began to see heaven. He said, I saw angels and I saw the end. I saw it begin to unfold. I'm telling you, there is a deep,
place in God. And he wants to take you there. He wants to show you what he's going to do. And I feel this today. You can either go to the cliff or you can be like Elijah and go to the cave. Elijah went to the same mountain when Jezebel attacked. He left and went hundreds of miles to Mount Horeb in the same mountain where Moses had this deep experience of revelation. And Elijah, instead of going to the cliff, he crawled in a cave. Crawled in a cave and wanted to die. Didn't want to live anymore. He was stressed out by the pressures and the spiritual attacks of the day. That's why some of you are in the cave of social media, in the cave of alcoholism, in the cave of drugs, down in the depths because you listened to a lie that said you're not good enough. I'm gonna destroy your life. When Jezebel shows up in 1 Kings chapter 18, the last verse, Jezebel, uh, 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 when she shows up just before she speaks, the hand of the Lord was up on him. Everybody say the hand of the Lord was up on Elijah. Put your hand on your neighbor and say, the hand of the Lord is on your life. But Jezebel said to Elijah, she said in chapter 19, the first three verses, she says, so let the gods do to me if you're not dead by tomorrow night. And the Bible says when he saw it, not when he heard it, but when he pictured what she said was gonna happen. You know what he did? He separated himself from his servant. Stop going to church. Stop being around the people of God. Stop being around those that love them. Young people separating from their parents. You know why? Because the lion witch of Jezebel, the lion voice of hell says you're gonna die. I come to tell you, you're not gonna die. You're gonna live. And God's gonna do a mighty work. Come on, do you hear this preacher? Get out of the cave and get in the cliff. God's about to reveal himself to this church. God's about to do a work. Come on, jump to your feet and shout, I'm coming out of my cave. And I'm going to the cliff. Look at your neighbor and say, get out of that cave. Get in the cliff. Woo. Some of you need to say, woo. My goodness, all of you said it, Amen. We gotta be excited about this. She, I said, God, why did, why did Elijah go to the cave? He said, because Jezebel wasn't just a queen, she was a witch. And he said, the same spirit that fought against him is the same spirit fighting against my people today. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual lie. But I hear the words of Isaiah. Whose report will you believe? I'm gonna believe the report of the Lord. My children are gonna be saved. My children are gonna come back to the house of God. Come on, God's gonna finish the work that he began. It's not over yet. God's gonna do a work. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, get out of that cave. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy's coming, joy's coming. God's gonna bring great joy to this city. Come on, there's gonna be people set free from jail, set free from addictions, set free from bondage. Everybody say the deep things of God. Quit listening to the reports of social media. Quit listening to the reports of the news. I'm not saying you can't digest some of it. There's an element of truth in some of it. But we cannot listen to the, what the world's doing, what culture's doing. We don't need People magazines in our house. Boy, this is random. 
us and what they're doing and how many marriages split and how many chaotic things and who committed this and who didn't do that. I don't want to say who cares. But when God's got an angelic force that wants to walk into your family and set your family free of things that the enemies brought against them years ago, we can't get in covenant with the things that do not matter. We got to get in covenant with what really does matter. You hear this preacher, there's an army rising up of young men and young women, come on, elderly and children, that want the things of God. Be seated. Somebody say amen. I called you up here because you've been in prayer revival almost every night. God keeps records. You're going to be praying, he's just going to show himself to you. And John said, when I saw him, I fell down as a dead man. Because the glory of God was so powerful. The unworthiness that we feel. He said, but I began to write what he told me to write. And I saw the end time. Something happened to me the other night. And I, I just, I feel to share it with you. Because when Elijah went to the cave, God was trying to pull him out. How I many know the Lord began to move in that moment? Everybody say, I want to hear him. The Bible says, and he, 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 but he, he came and went to the cave and lodged there and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. He said to him, what doest thou here, Elijah? God didn't want you in a dark place any longer. What are you doing in the cave? Look at your neighbor and say, what are you doing in the cave? Come on, smile at him. That'll make it brighten their day up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Watch this. He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars slain thy prophets with a sword, and I'm the only one. I'm all you got. I don't even have fellowship. I'm the only one saved in the whole world. Aren't you upset about that? Look, I'm pretty bad shape, and I'm all you got. I probably thought the Lord was saying, yeah, you look pretty bad. What he didn't know, there were 7,000 that had not bent their knee to Baal. The devil wants you to think. Jezebel wants you to think you're the only one that wants this. That's a lie. The devil wants you to think America is folding and nobody in America wants to live right. You listen to all that stuff, you're going to start believing that lie. But within this country, on a Sunday morning, there are more people in the church on any given Sunday than the entire every sports event combined for a whole year. There's more people in a church than every arena field in the country on one Sunday. Quit listening to the lie. Come on, I'm gonna knock the devil in the teeth this morning. I, I come after him right now. There's an army, there's an army of people that are hungry for the things of God. Hungry. There's young men that want to live right. There's young women that want to live right. There's, there's people coming to God in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s that want the things of God. God, I'm the, he said, oh, no, 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 no. He said, I'm going to pass by. He said, it's going to be this way, and this is a word I feel for y'all. He said, I'm going to pass by. He said, he said, go for a stand up on the mount before the Lord. Go to the cliff. Get out of the cave and go to the cliff. I want some spouse to look at each other and say, we need to get out of the cave and get on the cliff. Somebody say it this way. Say, it's dark in here. Is there anybody tired of the contention and the darkness? Is there anybody? Somebody say, I'm coming out of the darkness into the light. Watch this, what he said. And he said, 
go, go, go to the mount. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in an earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elisha heard it that he wrapped his face in, a mant in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? He wrapped his face in the mantle because he heard something. It wasn't fire. It wasn't earthquake. When we, oh, this is my interpretation. Some of us don't want to move until God lights us with some fire. Take an electric shock to get our attention. Some great wind to blow us into where we need to be. Some great shocking experience. And God said, that's not how I'm going to move. If I'm going to show people what I'm going to do, they've got to get rid of the noise. Are y'all hearing me? You all know I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. You got to get rid of the noise. Too much noise in the house. Kids can't go to sleep without the TV on and music playing and video games running and a screen spinning. They, they can't, they're living in a day they have to have noise and they can't hear what God's trying to say because the world's so loud and so busy. Y'all know it's true. Have I preached too long? No, I haven't preached too long. He said, I'm going to move in a still small voice. Had an experience of the night, and I feel to share it with you. Just stand right there. Had an experience of the day. Uh, I, I, was, I, was, I was over uh, in Norway. I was preaching a conference, and I feel to share this. And uh, while I was there, I got home. We had a church service that lasted five and a half hours. That's a long time. But nobody cared. Because when you step into the things of the Spirit, there's no concept of time. Everybody say, the Spirit, no track of time. We've all prayed where we're counting down to see if we got the 15 minutes in, the 30 minutes in, and you prayed over and over again. Well, I got an hour in, and it seemed like an eternity. Anybody relate with me? How many ever been praying three hours, though, and it seemed like you've been there 30 minutes? Because in the Spirit, you lose track of time. Because in God is no time. God is outside of, everybody take your hand like this. That's time. That's beginning to end. Set it right there. God's outside of time. He's not in time. He doesn't age with time. And when you get in the Spirit, you can see this way on some things and you see this way on some, but you lose track of time. Simon Peter was up on the roof praying. The Bible says he went into a trance. When he did, God began to show him things for the Gentile people. And then the Lord spoke to him and said, they're about to knock at your door. When those people knock at your door, you go with them. And God revealed to him what was going to happen then when they came out of that prayer and that trance, what God showed him, sort of like a deep moment, a cliff to the rock, God was showing that he was going to preach to the Gentile nation. And Cornelius' house was knocking on his door because they were hungry. I was um, come out of that long prayer meeting. How many believe there's people hungry right here? There's thousands in this community that want the things of God, but they don't want just some church service. They want to hear from the Lord. They want to know what God is doing. That's who you are. And I come out of that five and a half hour church service so powerful and people were just praying. It wasn't like we were trying to go long. It just happened. And uh, I got back to the hotel that I was staying at and Jillian's over there in the bed and, and, and I'm trying to go to sleep. And, and uh, midnight rolled around, one o'clock in the morning rolled around and I was praying. 
And I start praying. And as the Lord moves on me, my spirit will start praying. And uh, uh, my spirit will start praying. And also, I couldn't go to sleep. And uh, it was like I was in a trance for five hours. Five hours. I, I don't know if I've told this publicly except a small group in our prayer revival. Five hours, and there's there. And I began to read the book of Revelation, reading about angels. It's like the book of Revelation began to unfold before my eyes in real time. God began to reveal to me. I, I was reading almost the book of Revelation that just began to unfold about what he was going to do. Maybe at some point I'll show you some of the revelation he showed me. He, it was like it was unfolding. I would go from one chapter and just smoothly go to the next until I'd read the whole thing. And talking about things that John saw and his relationship. And I'd never been closer to God in that moment. And in, 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 it, it, it was, it was six-something in the morning before I fell asleep. I was literally, it felt like minutes, but it had been all night long. I saw visions of people. I, I heard things I'd never heard. I seen things I'd never seen. And it was so powerful what God did in my life that day. I went to church and I preached similar. I preached this message actually, the cliffs or caves. And I talk about you can either go to the cliff or you can get in the cave and hide. The devil wants you to hide. I said the devil wants you to hide. That's why there's so much depression in the body of Christ because the enemy has spoken trying to drive you down. But God's going to heal mental health like we've never seen before. Come on, there's a crown of thorns up on his head. How many believe that? I said deliverance is coming to the mental health community. There's preachers suffering with depression. There are preachers' wives suffering with these things. And God is going to set them free. In the name of Jesus, they're going to be set free. Do you believe it? Say amen. Will y'all pray that with me? Will you pray that with me? How many is going to believe God's going to do that? And... Uh, I began to preach about cliffs or caves and a little bit of what I did today and altars filled up and people began to pray. And uh, I stepped off the pulpit on this side. I came off the pulpit on this side. And when I did, people were just thunder praying. I'd been praying a long time. And I walked up. I had two preachers walk up to me. They said, do you hear that? I said, what? They said, do you hear that? And if you stood still for a moment, you could hear music. and You could hear music in the Spirit. They said, we thought Kevin Howard was on the keyboard. And I went over and looked. There, he wasn't on the platform. And I went to him, who's a music, the music director of the car. He said, I went to him. And he said, I've already heard it. It was like a, a bass sound, the, the, the music. And, and uh, that, that music we were playing just a little bit ago, it's what I had him to do. I want you, can you turn that on, that prayer music? Listen to this. That's what I begin to hear. It's exactly the sound I could hear. I'm on the other side of the world in snow-covered foreign land in a hotel room. And you could hear it. There was nobody playing. Ten people at least heard that. I left there that day and went back to my hotel room and and what I, what I told them was this. For five hours the night before, I had heard that exact sound. All night long when I was in the Spirit. Even so much, I said, God, why am I hearing music? It's almost like he showed me. Because things you can't hear, I'll begin to reveal by my Spirit. Go into a church service. 
And 10 people heard the same thing. I went back and I had to call my wife. I said, honey, because I prophesied to my wife that she was going to see things and hear things she'd never seen before. God's going to take her into the depths of the Spirit several months ago. I called her. I said, Cindy, i got to tell you what happened to me last night because we're six hours ahead. I said, all night long, God dealt with me. I began to hear something in the Spirit. I said, went to church and exactly what I heard, everybody in the building began to hear. I mean, 10 people witnessed it. And all of a sudden, Jillian said, Where, where's Jillian at? Oh, she's in Collinsville ministry. Ain't on that music. But Jillian said, hold on, Daddy. You mean to tell me you didn't have music on last night? She said, you weren't listening to Truth Radio? I said, no. She said, I heard music all night long. Eye hath not seen. Ear hath not heard. Neither has it entered the heart of man the things God's prepared for them. Yet, He hath revealed them to us by His Spirit. You know what I believe? I believe God translated this prayer meeting to Norway. Because six hours behind when I was feeling that, y'all were praying right here on a Saturday night. Don't think your prayers aren't going to impact the world. Is Danny Wells here? Come here. Everybody say, you can hear it, and you're going to see it. We believe in the angelic power of God. I prophesied to you the night that you would be an evangelist, but not in a pulpit or a microphone. I called him out. I could see it so powerful. And he came right here. And Brother Cody Marks made this statement. Brother Cody Marks said, I, he said, I, when he went up there, he said, I saw Sister Bounds go. When I laid hands on his head, he said, there, God has placed an angel with you. What I didn't know is before I laid hands and said that my wife, I'm telling the truth, honey, my wife saw an angel for the very first time and he was standing right here in this exact spot. She said he was so massive and I saw his wings and his gown that went all the way down to the ground, a bright, glistening white. I got something for you. Y'all want to see Hollywood or you want to see heaven? Y'all want to fall into culture or you want to see God do marvelous things among you? The Lord's going to give this church dominion over cancer and people are going to be healed. But somebody's got to be willing to go to the mountain. Somebody's got to be willing to go to the cliff. Come on, there's a touch of God. If you're wanting this, I want you to stand to your feet and say, I'm ready for the deep things of the Spirit. I'm ready. Come on, every hand lifted, every heart open. Every hand lifted, every heart open. God is moving in this room right now. For some of you, you've hid behind a busy mind, a busy schedule. Because you don't want to face reality of what's been spoken to you that you're going to fail and fall and be condemned. I come to tell you, that's a lie from the devil. God's going to show you things you've never seen. You're going to feel things you've never felt. You're going to hear things you've never heard. God's about to speak to your spirit. It's going to be in a still, small voice. Not going to be in a busy schedule. You got to be willing to turn some things off. If you will, you're going to hear the still small voice of God. I want everybody to look at me. God doesn't speak to a busy mind or a weary mind. Somebody say amen. God's not going to speak to a busy mind or a weary mind. The covenant today 
is you've got to turn some things off and say, I'm going to get alone with the Lord. Now, when you do, God's going to start revealing himself. Come on, John, it took an Isle of Patmos. We'd have never had the books by the Apostle Paul if he hadn't been imprisoned. But from a jail cell, he started writing things that the Spirit would speak to him. Come on. From a mountaintop, Moses started writing things. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying you need to get along with the Lord. Now, I'm not calling you. The Lord's calling you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Right now, God's going to speak to you about prayer and fasting. He's going to talk to your spirit. Everybody in the building. He's going to talk to you about a personal relationship with him. Some of you have been in a cave, but he's going to pull out. He's going to call you to the cliff. Go to the mount. I hear that tonight or this morning. Go to the mount. There's some things I want to show you. Some revelations I want to give you. There are some promises I'm going to unfold before you. But I need you to get out of the cave. I need you to get on that mountain. Mm. I'm not going back to the cave. I'm going to go see what God's going to do. In the name of Jesus. God's going to heal me of my depression and my fear. God's going to heal me of that. Come on, I want you to begin to pray that. God's going to heal me. He's going to show me some things in the Spirit. He's going to reveal to me who He is in a greater way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay in His Word. Hallelujah. Come on, a great awakening's coming to this country. And God wants to use you to pray at the pass. But he needs somebody to step out of the business of life and say, I'm going to get alone with God. I'm going to be praying like never before. I'm going to set aside some hobbies and desires because I'm going to seek God with all of my heart, my mind, my soul, and my spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He's going to reveal, he's going to reveal things to you. Right now, God's wanting you to make a covenant. Moses! I'm going to put my goodness before you. I'm going to reveal my name, my grace and my mercy, what I'm going to do. I'm going to drive out the enemy from the people, Moses. But I need you to come up to the mountain. I need you to separate yourself from the busyness of culture. I need you to seek my face. I'm going to show you some things. And I'm going to put forth those things for you. Hallelujah. How many want that to happen in your life? Would you just love him all over the building? There's a call to prayer here right now. There's a call to prayer. There's a call of conviction. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say amen. When are we going to go? Is God speaking to anybody right now? Huh? Is God talking to anybody? How many, how many feel like the Lord's called you on a fast of some sort? Would you raise your hand? I want you to start it, start it, start it after prayer tonight. Will you do that? Don't, don't put off tomorrow what God wants you to do. Everybody say, right now is the time. And your prayer is going to be the avenue which he brings the answer. Pray big prayers. Somebody say amen. We've been touched already by his hand. I'm not going to keep you. I've taught you what I feel. But the Lord's going to reveal some amazing things in the next few weeks. Y'all ready to go home? 
Anybody feel called to prayer? I feel like you need it. How many made a covenant with the Lord? You're going to do what he asked you to do. How many has made that covenant? That's the purpose of this service. He showed you at the beginning what he's going to continue to do, but he needs you to step in that place. It's not just for a few of us. It's for everybody that will. Everybody say, whosoever. Now, I'm going to open up this altar for anybody that feels to pray. If you need to go, I know the clock. I know the time of the clock. And uh, you're going to be welcome to go. But if there's some people that feel called to pray, called to come to the front, I want you to do that all over the building right now. If you really feel, there's no pressure. If you don't, you're welcome to go on home. I, go out. You might have plans a little longer than usual today. There is no pressure. There, there is no condemnation here. But there are some that the Lord's calling that maybe weren't here at the beginning that didn't get to pray. But I feel like there's some people that the Lord's moving on. Amen. God is speaking. God is dealing. God wants to make a covenant. Amen. I love every single one of you. The Lord does for sure. But God's going to call you to a deeper place in Him. He's going to reveal goodness. There's going to be repentance like you've never felt before to come over your spirit. Just getting alone with Come on, John. Come on, Moses. Come on, Elijah. I think it's awesome that Elijah never did die. God took him to heaven. He said, I'm going to show Jezebel. You can't kill him. I preserved him. Come on, you're preserved. You're not going to fail and you're not going to fall. God just needs you to believe that you can have a relationship. Right now in this building, let's begin to pray. Amen. God bless you today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.